welcome to the Rock Roundtable Podcast, a weekly news and record review show. I'm your host, CJ, and I'm on a quest to discover newly released songs across all genres of rock and roll and heavy metal. You can find the news and the songs reviewed on this show at my Facebook page, CJ Roundtable. You can interact with the podcast on the Facebook group page, Rock Roundtable Podcast. You can contact me directly by email, itrockspodcast at protonmail.com. You can find the records in video form on our YouTube channel, Rock Roundtable. It's under the playlist section. Check out the YouTube for a weekly reaction video review. Listen to the episode playlist on Spotify Playlist Rock Roundtable episode number. So please, please, please subscribe, review, rate five stars. It really helps out in the search results optimization and helps me to grow the show. Breeze is bad, man. This is the news. With me tonight, from the Badlands, the man with the dead man's hand, the Sir Lancelot of the Rock Roundtable, Derek. That's right. Some may call me the Jester, but I like Sir Lancelot, son. And from the city by the bay, where the koi play, Sir (laughs) Brett. I am here. I am here ready to rock and roll. How was your weekend, boys? Well, I'll start that. I just, I just did a pulled pork, and I'm telling you, I, I was, I was worried I might have to delay the our recordings of everything because I, I hit a stall and everything. But I'm telling you what, oh my god, the bark on that thing! Oh, that's all I care about is my big old pork, and it was so good. How was yours, Brad? <laughs> my weekend it was all right i mean it it stormed real hard here today so i couldn't get i couldn't take my boat out but other than that i was out on the boat all day yesterday yep i was at not one but two three baseball games in the blazing heat all day today or yesterday and it rained today but i didn't make it out to the Penetian shore so you guys saw the news articles this week so we are going to the news and jump in where you want to. So Kane West 2020, his people are doubtful earlier this week that he could get on the ballot, but he made it on in Oklahoma and Kanye actually had a rally that he live streamed in Atlanta later today so kanye's not rock and roll i know but he is one of the biggest hip-hop artists or one of the biggest recording artists on the planet and he's insanely popular in his circles so it's news we're gonna cover it until the train wreck goes off the rails 
Okay, you said you said two key words. You said insane, and you said train wreck. So we can we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know if the, fir- the the future first lady was present. Oh, I didn't see her. I just watched it. You sent it to me, Brad. Was it in Georgia? Was I correct on that? I, I, you know, I don't. I just saw that. And I went, oh my lord. Here comes the trip, the freight train. Well, Let's bring yeah, it. No, she was there, but but the recording wasn't long enough to get her ass into the shot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If he makes it there, I'm voting for him. Kanye 2020. I'm all in. So I'm gonna try to do this next story justice, and this is just the one of the great. Uh, Heavy metal pissing matches on social media. Oh. We have two tonight. This is the first one. So there's this guy named Trip Eisen. And he used to play in Static X. And he's getting pissy because he wants some writing credits on the new Static X album. Because they dug up a lot of old tape. A lot of old tape of Wayne Static. And this old stuff has made it on to the new album in a lot of different ways and he thinks he wants some writing credits and he accused our good not so personal friend but our buddy Etzel Dope of being the new Static X singer Zero with an X now I haven't heard this conspiracy theory before and God knows I'm all about the conspiracy theory. So, Derek, have you heard this? Yeah, I heard it a while ago that he was supposedly the le- the uh, Zero member or whatever. And I, I actually listened to a concert video of them, and I can hear it. I can hear it, and he's got, all, he's got long sleeves on to cover tats and stuff, um, which is cool, you know, and they're good friends. I mean, we know we had one thing that talked about – all their uh, equipment getting stolen. So Static Static X and Dope are evidently pretty close. Um, as far as the whole conspiracy about Trip Eisen, I mean, boy, just just read that article you posted on our uh, our community page, the Rock Roundtable podcast, about uh, what Edsel had to say. And you know, and bottom line is, yeah, screw him. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's a. I loved what. Edsel said he's just a, a fangirl diddler, you know, he's a pervert and he's been, he's been, uh, uh, convicted. He's a sexual pervert. And, uh, so <laughs> I could give a shit less if he. Yeah. So let me elaborate on that because Edsel blew him up in a big way. So this guy is a two-time convict of sexual assault. He apparently likes banging 14-year-old fangirls. And uh, if he's been to jail for it twice, let's just assume he's done it many, many times. Another great blast that Etzel got off was uh, Wayne and I have had uh, meaningful deep conversations about you out on the road and Wayne Static hated you. And our friends from Detroit ICP, Violent J, Violent J has put a fatwa out on this guy, Trip Eisen. He has called for the juggalos 
to smash this man with a brick. Oh, seriously. Let me interrupt you because I don't. I saw that on um, Edsel's comment, and he's mentioning ICP, and I go, what the hell is he talking about the Juggalos for? <laughs> so this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, Violent J found out about uh, Trip Eyes. Well, for, for whatever reason, Violent J had to comment on Trip Eisen this week, and uh, he, needs a, needs a he, wants, he wants his scalp, and he wants the Juggalos to take it. And, uh, well, we know uh, Dope and ICP are friends because I- I'm hoping you remember this, Derek, but they were in that porno together. Now, I remember, <laughs> do you remember that? I, now, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was Etzel or the guitar player, but it was Violent J and the guitar player, I think. And, uh, they were on the, uh, bus with a girl presumably of age and uh there was some untoward things going on and uh she was uh she was uh backing that ass up and violent jay was slapping slices of lunch meat on her butt but bottom line performing that's what i remember she wasn't 14 that's what matters (laughs) yes yeah and she she, yeah she wanted the roast beef slice stuck on her ass who doesn't so, Great White, <laughs> correction, it was not Jack Russell's Great White. I was you, wondering if you get to that. You asked me if it was Jack's version or not, and I just went with it. I didn't know. I wasn't ready for that question. But it was not Jack Russell's Great White. It was the other one. And they kind of walked back <laughs> their performance of the North, De- of the North Dakota uh, maskless uh, business as usual concert and uh, here was their quote uh, we are not in the position to enforce the laws we were assured of safety precautions I think that's a bad take for a band who did what they did to even reference anything about public safety but uh, I don't know I I guess I kind of wanted to see them just own it and see we we played we played the show so what it was a personal choice everyone knew what they was getting into when they decided to attend or not attend but well yeah i mean you know it's kind of funny now because you hear that it was an outdoor show um and now like i i mentioned i think i sent you guys a message that i talked to uh, angie ballard who is the wife of uh Michael Ballard for the uh, Full Throttle Saloon out here in Sturgis, the world's biggest biker band. And I asked her, I said, so how has this affected you with your bands coming out? And she's like, all the bands are cool. They're coming out. We're going to play. We're we're an outdoor facility. And so it kind of made me think, well, shit, Great White got all this crap about this. They're going to have a ton of bands and a ton of bikers. And they're all bringing the coronavirus to me which I'm pissed off about, but I don't know. Just, you know, but whatever. I don't know. I don't know. What, what about you, Brad? You want a road trip out to, out to, oh, what's that called again? Uh, Sturgis. Sturgis. Should we road trip out to Sturgis and stay with Derek and rock at the full throttle? I, I'm down for you that. Come, you can come. I am down Panther. for that. They're playing. They, <laughs> she told me they called her to ask her if they could play this year. 
Well, seeing as though we have a Steel Panther reference, let's just skip ahead to that part of the news. So, a couple of weeks ago, Steel Panther had a live streaming show where you pay $15 and drop in for the live stream of the concert. I think we were actually recording the podcast when it happened. I didn't make it, but they're doing another one. So it must have been fairly successful. This one is called Rock Down in the Lockdown. It's on August 16th, 2 p.m. L.A. time, 5 p.m. Eastern New York City time, 15 bucks. Again, proceeds are going to an animal rescue. But my big question is, is why are they the only band doing this? on pay-per-view or a version of pay-per-view and is this going to be the future of concerts what do you think b-rad well i i think uh youtube is actually setting it up to happen you know a lot of a lot of the bands are getting contracts with youtube to actually you know have some free shows so i i think that's they're uh, setting it up to where they're going to start con or having them for their pay-per-views so Mark Geiger, Geiger, the founder of Lollapalooza, he says he doesn't think there's going to be concerts till 2022. So I'm going to hope that dude is wrong. And I know I'm not the only one. I just proved him wrong. Yeah, except things are a little bit different in North Dakota, South Dakota. I mean, I think North Dakota didn't even close for any shutdown at all you know you have a you know you have a very liberal libertarian governor and uh you you have the political support to keep shit open which is good good i i wish our uh governor and leadership in michigan uh (laughs) leaned a little closer to the freedom of choice so i Little quick hit I want to tell you about new old ACDC video. What'll you do for money, honey? Brian Johnson looks so young. He's got all of his hair. He's not even wearing the derby cap. It's out there on YouTube. ACDC's releasing some old videos that they've had in the can. It was cool to watch. If you're an ACDC fan, hit that thing up. I. I thought his name was Brian Wilson. <laughs> that was and, his name last week. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. That was his name last week. Hey, be careful over. when you talk about that because Trip Eisen might be listening. And he thinks might, you might have said put it in her can. You said it was in her can. <laughs> so on to the second Rockstar Pissy Batch. And this is a beauty. So this is Sebastian Bach getting into the cocktails and tweeting his ass off and he's going after his well probably former buddy Chris Jericho who we Brad and I will not be seeing with through fire because that show has been postponed so (laughs) this is a beauty I got it here ready I'm just gonna read this shit verbatim Sebastian Bach tweets I don't know why I'm trending. I'm just drunk sitting at home in bed. Who gives a shit? I'm 52 years old, and I can have a fucking drink if I want. Sebastian. That's talking about Chris Jericho. That's a great clip of you actually singing live. 
but all I have seen are clips of you miming to tape. Congrats on the radio hits. And your hair is certainly looking good these days. So Chris answers. Hi, I'm Chris Millie Vanilli Jericho. I have five top 30 signal singles in the last five years with my band Fozzy. And I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Bach, who had three top 30 singles 30 years ago. I always admired him as a singer and a friend, and still do. Sebastian, it's amazing you regurgitate my own tweet about copying (laughs) me in your own tweet. It's like the exact same tweet. Explain this clip, please advise. Chris. I've never mimed anything ever, and I don't use uh, blank blankety blank in a tweet ever. I will fucking sing your face. I will sing in your face anytime, any place, dude. I've been a fan and a defender of you since day one, but don't you ever question my rock abilities. And leave wrestling out of this. I can hit a 4G bra. Chris, there's more. We're still going. (laughs) I've seen the derogatory comments towards me from somebody I considered to be a friend. So with that in mind, I'll be happy to have a sing-off with Sebastian Bach. No effects, no tuning, no bullshit. Boz is a great singer, but I'm better. You got my number. Dude, call me. Sebastian, where is the derogatory comment? All I ask is to see one single clip of you singing live. Every clip on the internet is you miming to a tape. I will sing your fucking face off anytime. Wrestling is not rock and roll. I will show you fucking rock and roll. (laughs) We're almost done. Bear with me. (laughs) Sebastian, hey man, I'm a champion of Tiddick tiddlywinks and that's more real than wrestling fucking jackass Chris wow my band is more popular than Sebastian Bach and he has posted the side by side Sebastian Bach monthly listeners 51,000 to Fozzie's monthly listeners 591 900,000 uh I, I think uh, that's scoreboard Jericho. Bach, I'm not going against anybody. It's obvious between the two of us that one of us is copying the other as far as being a rock star goes. I can guarantee you that it's not me. And blah, blah, blah. The discussion continues whether or not Jericho is singing live. I can't. I can't go anymore. I'm starting to bore myself. But, but you, you guys get the gist of this. So, Brad, is, is Chris Jericho Millie Vanilli? Yes or no? You know, I, I he does sing through effects, and you know, but he does sing. You know, T Pain does it all the time. Uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss does it every so often. But you know, um, the the thing i look at is chris can make it you know as a professional in two different john or two different things i can't say genres um he, you know as a wrestler he made it to the top 
as a rock star, he's making it up there. Um, Sebastian Bach made it with Skid Row for two albums, and then where's he been? He's living on. He's still living in the past. He's never. Uh, no, he's he's just a drunk hater tweeting from bed. That's what this kind of amounts to. Now, Chris, he was a huge wrestling star. I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to, but I'll uh, I'll flip it on once. In the a walls while. of Jericho. But I'll tell you, <laughs> WWE thought so much of Chris Jericho. They actually let him defeat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night on the same pay-per-view. They they obviously respected what Chris Jericho had in that profession. So, two quick hits to wrap this news up. So, so you don't care about my opinion at all? Lay it on me, Lancelot. <laughs> yeah, you go to Brad and then just, well, let's skim right over, skim right over Derek there. Okay, D. All right, here you go. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, okay, listen. When Jericho, he's a wrestler. When, when he was a wrestler, you know, that's cool. And then he started a rock band, and I'll be honest with you, but my first thought was, uh, whatever, bullshit. But I tell you what, they got his, the band's pretty good, and they've proven themselves. He's put in the work, and he's done it, you know? He's that's that's the biggest thing I can say is he's put in the work. Look at Sebastian Bach. Snake Sabo or Sabo. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Sabo, whatever. He Sabo. said, I mean, he would never, ever, ever get on the stage with Sebastian Bach ever again. Not even they could make so much money if they did a reunion tour from, you know, their first album. And, you know, uh dipshit Sebastian Bach who looks like if he had a pair of glasses with a chain on it he'd look like your old granny um and he's about a you know a porky son of a bitch he nobody wants to get on stage with him nobody likes him they think it's a piece of shit so if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck it's a duck he's a piece of garbage you know and I used to love him but I'm so sick and tired of his fucking all he does is talk about Oh, I can't even talk. I'm so angry. I'll just say this. Fuck Sebastian Bach. Well, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I almost, uh, I almost uh, deprived the listeners of hearing that rant. Well, I'll tell you. Oh, so hey, hey, which, which band brought Skid Row into the limelight? Was it Bon Jovi or was it Cinderella? Bon Jovi brought Cinderella into the limelight. I think uh, Skid Row just put out a fucking killer album and it blew up okay i see i thought one of the, i thought it was cinderella that brought him in the light and if it was could you imagine this and i'm going to copyright it on our brought or our podcast so nobody else can steal this from me is the original cinderella band getting together with the original skid roll band getting together in fozzy opening up <laughs> That would be fucking awesome. It would be awesome. It's never going to happen when hell freezes over. (laughs) So I saw Sebastian Bach in the fall on the uh, 20 years of the Skid Row album. And you know what? He was okay. I'm not going to tell you it was an amazing night. But I was very happy with the show because I just wanted to hear those songs. And I wanted to see Sebastian doing it. And uh, 
he came out. He told some funny stories about some videos that he had playing in the background, and uh, he he sang okay that night. There were people there that I talked to that weren't happy with the way he sounds, which is kind of funny because Sebastian's always thinks he's like the God's gift to the rock and roll singer. But uh, you, you know, you know what? I like the show. It was a sold out show. Sold out in like minutes, and uh, he he came in, laid it down kicked ass and when he does the slave the grind album next year or whenever we get to have live music again i'll be back to see him so matt Matt cal matt cal is super fan he loves them he loves bach dude those first two skid row albums were i'll put i'll put those two albums against any band's two albums man they were they're strong efforts yeah yeah I still think "Wasted Time" is their best song. Yeah, but so many years ago, Bach just needs to get over it. Let's let's move on. I'm so sick and tired of talking about that waste of space. Oh, I, I got one other thing to say about Chris Jericho is, you know, I thought his little rock band would be a fly by night, here today, gone tomorrow effort, but no, man, he's serious. He's been doing it for a long time now. It's it's more of a thing than his wrestling, which is is cool. Uh. Two hits and we're out of here. David Lee Roth says he thinks Eddie Van Halen is done and will never tour again. I will assume that that's uh, probably pretty close to the truth. And Sharon says Ozzy is doing really good and working on new material. Ozzy will tour again. Put it on the board. And a little rock round table karma. The Pretty Reckless sold my soul for rock and roll. Or no, uh, oh, what's the name of the song? That's <laughs> by rock and roll. Uh, I don't know, but she wrote a woman's back. <laughs> whatever it is, it's in number two. And as soon as Five Finger Death Punch stumbles, it's going to be a number one song. And you guys didn't like it. So it shows what you two know. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put a wager on this. This, one of the songs I brought tonight will 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 roadblock that, and they will be the number one song over the Pretty Reckless. Oh well, we'll be we will be watching. Oh, and one other thing before I forget is uh, Metallica, some kind of bracket. We all thought Master of Puppets would win. It did. Uh, the two songs that I thought would go far but not win which would was battery and seek and destroy they both went into the top eight how do your guys secondary songs do do you remember uh, i know i know more than other people so they but they didn't go far <laughs> well i had seek and destroy and i had uh four horsemen oh the the four horsemen all right, and that is the wrap on the news. So we're going into the reviews, boys. And I thought for a second that it could be a rough week because I had a hell of a time finding songs this week. There just wasn't a lot of new, new stuff out, and I was struggling. But I think all of us came through pretty strong. So let's just get to the first song the new roses 
This is my baby. The song is called Down by the River. And once again, I am on that jet and I'm out of America. These guys are from Germany. And they got a new album out called Nothing But Wild. And they've been playing mostly support. They have opened for tons of people like ZZ Top and Blackstone Cherry and Bonamassa, Aerosmith, the Dead Daisies. They've been on tour with them twice. So they got this song. is a straight ahead, hard rocking nostalgia song down by the river. Check it out, guys. you said it's a hard rock song you know this is just straight up good this is a good song good music here it's got a good beat great i think great lyrics i mean if you wouldn't you really listen to them they're meaningful and it's probably for guys our age it's a little bit more meaningful um it's got knee bouncing drums where you just sit there and you bounce your knee to the drums um you know it made me want to grab a six-pack and have a good time Derek, News of Roses down by the river. What do you think? Yeah, that was very cool. Like, like a real good, uh, a good uh, chill song. I mean, it's not going to blow your socks off. I want to rock your face off or anything like that. But it's more of a summertime kind of a party song. Like, uh, like you're going to have fun cruising down the road listening to it or at the barbecue. And, uh, I mean, I like this voice a lot. I thought it was... It was a fun song. It was a cool song. It was, um, and like you said, you can't find that shit in America right now. The only, the only thing I would say was I watched the video and I don't know something about a bunch of dudes just jumping in the lake naked. I don't know about that, but what up? Yeah, I don't know about that either. But you know what? It kind of remind, it reminded me of uh, like Bon Jovi, some of their earlier stuff. I can see that. Yeah, Derek is a big fan of that Bon Jovi 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit album. He says it's their only good album. I Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one little feather in the cap of the New Roses is they did get a song called Without a Trace on to the Sons of Anarchy show. That's cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll tell you guys 
when, when I was in high school, our down by the river was out to the trestle. And it was a train trestle that went over a little river in between two lakes. And every once in a while, if we were bored and nothing was going on, we'd grab a 12-pack of beer and the fishing poles. And we'd go down to that trestle and throw the line in and catch a buzz. So... <laughs> Were you drinking strolls back One then? One night, me and my buddy Reed, we go down there. We got a 30-pack MGD. We're not 21. I don't oh. I can't remember how we got a 30-pack, but we got it. And uh, we got the coolers and the radio, and, you know, it's probably midnight, 1 in the morning. It's real late. And uh, here comes the train. And before you think this is a stand-by-me, run-lard-ass run moment, that's not how it was. It was like, oh, dude, here comes the train. Let's pick the shit up and get off to the side. And, you know, I grabbed, like, the beer, and I grabbed the radio. Reed grabbed his stuff, and we went over to the end, and we're standing off the side waiting for the train to go by. Reed's like, dude, where's my, where's my fishing pole? And I didn't, I didn't want to carry the fishing pole, so I left it, like, the long ways beside the track like the the track was too high for the train to hit the fishing pole it would just sit there underneath and the train would go over it and not hit it and it'd be cool and uh <laughs> vibration and there was probably <laughs> enough time to go back and get that but at this point it was it you were you just weren't doing that and there was no jumping into the water because the water's like two three feet deep it's probably it's probably 20 feet up anyway yeah you guessed it buddy no fishing pole when we went back out there reed was pissed he's like the rest of the beer is mine bitch i'm like i'm like we got 30 of them <laughs> do your best <laughs> did, did you guys have a uh down by the river place in your little town brad Derek? we we had one it was actually a, a mcdonald's parking lot and every, everybody would cruise there. They would park in the side lot. Um, and then a, a guy that I'm friends with nowadays, his dad bought the McDonald's. And I can remember him coming out there um, with an old camcorder. And he's threatening, We're, I'm going to call the police on all you kids. You guys, you guys got to get out of here. And he, he doesn't have any tape in it, but he's trying to record us. <laughs> it was so funny. Derek? Well, I had a guy that tried to record me, but he was really, really a pervert. So let's just move on. <laughs> that teacher <laughs> so camo bamboo road brad oh my god this is my favorite song of the week i was so geeked when i found this band i sent it to Derek two weeks ago because he would i knew he would appreciate some bands that sound in the 80s a little bit newer than the music that he usually brings from the 73 um but if you guys can remember, when we did um, a video on our YouTube channel of MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, of uh, singing a Paramore song, I never saw this in my life, but Derek plays air drums. And it was amazing. So when I heard this song, that's immediately what I thought of. Oh my gosh, I can picture Derek playing air drums to this. So this band actually started in finland quite a few years ago the name of the band originally was called naked they they 
in, in a 10 year span, they wrote four albums, um, but they broke up in 2011. Well, now they're coming back. They're, they're coming back. The singer and the drummer are their brothers. You know, they're the camo or can't, can't, whatever, however you say their name. Um, so it, they're together. Um, there's a lot of melody. It's there's gangs a load of energy in this song. There's great rhythms, sing-alongs. What I really appreciate about this song is there's three guitarists playing in it, and it's all the guitar levels are interwoven. Um, you know, they claim that when their album comes out in 2021, oh it's going to be yeah, that's what I said too. It's going to be a staple album for decades. <laughs> <laughs> so so and um, i'm thinking okay let's press rewind and go out to 1986 uh, that might be true but what i found interesting at the end it says a lot um listen to your inner soul you're a lion and i thought i thought what they were saying originally was that you're you know like you're a liar you're telling all, the, all these stories but it's actually talking about your inner animal so I started thinking oh. about it. My inner my inner animal is a honey badger because I don't give a fuck about anything. Honey badger don't care. Then you got honey badgers don't care. Then you got CJ. He's a sloth. He likes to take things really slow and climb oh. trees. <laughs> And then you have oh, okay, okay, Brad. We we we, we got to play the song. For no, God's sake. <laughs> I know you're about to bring it home, but we got to hear the Bamboo Road. So all right, Camu Bamboo Road. Time left. Bamboo Road. The best thing you did was play the song to shut him up. My God. <laughs> I mean, and I'll tell you this, their band was naked. Well, that's a better band name than Camu or Shamu or whatever the hell their name is. Oh, God. I couldn't tell it was a chick singing. I mean, you know, I love women when they sing. But, uh, now, I couldn't tell it was the chick singing. I don't think it was. It sounded like Vixen singing Edge of a Broken Heart. 
That's what it might have been. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Derek. It doesn't sound like a woman singing. You're off your ass. <laughs> you. This is my opinion. You can shut up. I have a... My amendment rights of one of them is speeching or something. Anyhow, what the hell is Bamboo wrote about? Is talk about their time in Saigon with uh, the, the Vietnam War or something? I don't know. Look, okay, listen. All right, I'm gonna relax. I'm sorry, Beefcake just got worked up with his <laughs> Oh God, he just talked about it like it was the best song in the world, and it's just absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> well, well, all right. Okay. No, I'm not done. Oh, you you, oh you're, you're not done either. Okay. <laughs> you let him go, talk. Go ahead. We got 15 minutes to spend a Camu uh, road. Yeah, you let him talk for 15 minutes about this song. I could take three. Okay. So look, <laughs> this is like this is like a classic hair metal song. It's cool for what it is. Listen, basically, this is like Laffy Taffy. I like Laffy Taffy. I'll eat a thing of Laffy Taffy, but I'm not going to dream about Laffy Taffy and, and think about, oh, God, I can't wait to eat some more Laffy Taffy. No, they're good for what they are. They're not going to they're, – they're not the greatest band in the world, and they should have kept the name Naked. And I'm being more negative now because Brad was talking like they were the second coming of Christ. They're not. <laughs> Uh, well okay listen does the bamboo road lead to the sunset strip yes it does that's their sound i love that sound and i like this song there were listen listen to nitpick that i didn't like in this song and that was the odd hey oh they were they were a little odd hey cj yes cj can you give me a minute? I just got to go take my fucking blood pressure medicine. Okay? I'll be right back. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, that's code for I have to pee. No, no. That's because my blood pressure is no. all worked up. Go on. So, so I'm really glad that Brad brought up that thing at the end. The always listen to your inside voice and you're a liar. It, it was a very... Listen, this wasn't a real serious song. This was like, let's rock and roll down the bamboo road. And then they hit you at the very end with this very deep line. It was very odd, but I I kind of liked it. But bad I name. Like that too. I like that too. I like that too. Odd lyrics. Well, yep. uh, some odd rah-rahs sounds in the voice. Odd line at the end, but damn it, I like the song. It, it, it's a solid song. Well, so the the uh, at the end, I thought we said said liar also, but when you watch the video, it it says you're lion. talking again. Yes, because I I gotta I gotta tell the world what your inner animal the world doesn't is. Care. Well, yeah, but you're like mutated, kind of like this video. It was, it was going back to like Godzilla <laughs> shit, and the video. It, it's like it's like the upper part of your body oh. is a. Orangutan, orangutan's oh, arms, and, but the lower, the lower part oh. of your body is like a furry pussy. Oh, Derek, Derek are right, you no. still okay? Are you, are, do you need a, another round of heart medication? <laughs> I'm like what Sanford and son. I'm coming to see you. I'm coming to see you. 
we no, no, we no, no, that that was that was the Jeffersons. That was uh oh god oh, this yeah. is wife. I'm coming to see uh out of control. Oh god, I know I know high octane knows who Fred's gonna see. He loved that show. All right, oh, okay, back. Let's oh. reel this thing in from fishing on the trestle. Um, bring me the horizon, Parasite Eve. Now I don't know anything about this, and Brad's gonna tell me, but I did notice that they had a video with over seven million views. Not too shabby. Bring me the horizon, Parasite Eve, Brad. All right, set aside forty. All set right. aside forty minutes for this guy to set this shit up. No, I don't have to for this band because this band is solid. They are um, a, a British band that started in two thousand four. Um, these guys were a train wreck in the beginning. They would get so freaking drunk, puke over <laughs> all their instruments and their equipment that half the stuff would have to get so thrown away. But they they right they they pulled it together. 2014 or 2018 i'm sorry they released a song called mantra that i thought was the best song in 2018 um this song is full of tempo changes it's uh there's a tons of digital effects in it um they've toured with you know on the warp tour several times kill kill switch engage in, in case of fire bullet for my valentine Atreyu, you parkway drive thanks to mr dan clark um devil wears prada uh, motion in white, Ch- Ch- Chitos, um, if you were infected. You know, all, you know, it's just amazing who, all these people they've been around. So um, this song was actually written for the leaders of the world. You know, what lessons are you going to learn if we survive an infection and we remember them? And I think that's it's relevant to what's going on now. So play it. Horizon, Parasite Eve. Got a fever, don't breathe on me I'm a believer in nobody Won't let me leave cause I've seen something Hope I don't sneeze, I don't <sighs> Really we just need to feel something Only pretending to feel something I know you're dying to run I wanna turn you around Please remain calm The end has arrived We cannot see you Enjoy the ride This is the moment Well, is it too early to call them BMTH? Because that is a long name. I thought some of the uh, ahs, ahs, it almost sounded like a little Rihanna style in there. But this was, this was a really unique song, man. It's, you know, it had the uh, male singer, the female singer. Uh, it was a little rappy. It, it 
it was a damn interesting song, and I it grew on me. It grew on me a lot. I ended up liking it. Derek, what do you think of this one? <laughs> All right. So hold on. Yeah, crack that open. So I don't, for you, Brad. You're done. The, the <laughs> beginning of the song, I thought, what is what is going on right now? Is this a bunch of geisha girls? You know, singing or something. What what is happening? I, uh, I, I pause. I cut that out of the intro of the podcast. I actually skipped over that and trimmed it. So, for the listeners, there is a thirty second geisha girl <laughs> wobbling, howling before the song gets started. Go on, Derek. <laughs> yes. So the geisha girls. I was like. I'm going to be dead nuts honest with you. I swear to God, when I was putting this on our uh, YouTube channel playlist for everybody to listen to for the playlist for episode 17 for the Rock Roundtable podcast, I had to stop two different times because I thought this has got to be a joke. This is no, no, no. I, I typed it in wrong. This is this is not a real song, right? no. It was a real song. So he seemed like an effeminate Trent Reznor to me. Um, okay. But I'm going to say, like CJ said, it kind of grew on him. I can see where it can grow on you a little bit, okay? I um, I did like I – th- I thought the chorus kind of saved it because it was losing me at the beginning. I thought this is the biggest piece of horse shit I've heard in a long time. And then the chorus came, and I go, okay, all right, this is cool. It's kind of saving it. And then the next verse started, and I thought, ah, Jesus, here we go again. I do, I, and the first thing I thought of was, this must be a Brad song because, it, <laughs> because it's so woke. I mean, it, it's just so <clears> – <throat> It's so relevant right now, and, and everybody knows Beefcake loves to bring the, the relevant songs, and I'm not going to say a lot of good shit about it, to be honest with you. So. Well, I will. Pre- this is the song that I predict that will block the Pretty ah! Reckless from being number Listen, one. Listen, I hate Pretty Reckless. I thought that was a piece of crap, but this song will never beat it. <laughs> I think it's, this one's going to crush it. <laughs> well, me... Me and Beefcake are going to arm wrestle over that. I got a feeling it might happen next week. <laughs> but I, uh, I, when Pretty Reckless makes it to that number one spot, I don't think they'll be there very long. Y- you know, before we move on, one other thing about this song. This was kind of a protest song. This was a socially relevant, um, mm-hmm. the government is the parasite on society that was kind of the gist of this song so now let's move on to another socially relevant song from the beefcake the cherry rock band never ends oh my it never ends and this one i can go for 25 minutes because this is probably probably one of my favorite bands of all it's a collaboration between Blackstone Cherry, which is one of my favorite bands, and a band called Monster Truck. I've never, I never heard of them until now. I think, uh, you know, I've listened to a couple of some of their songs. It's pretty good. Um, 
this song has got bluesy rock, some grunge bass singing, some amazing guitar in it. Um, you know, and I guess for how this song started was is they they have um, like a podcast format, and they were interviewing Monster Truck, and they just started talking about it, and they kind of wrote it over the, you know, the cyber world. So it's kind of cool. So let's check it out. The Cherry Truck Band members of Blackstone Cherry and Monster Truck getting together to deliver this. monster truck on stage ripping it up for the night that's the kind of band they are they're just a straight ahead rocking band and uh you know this song is a song that says the world needs more love that's what it's about man and and it's another strong strong vocal from the blackstone cherry singer what's his name b-rad chris Chris. and uh yep Dude, it's a hard rocking song about peace and love. And we really don't have too many like that. Because if you look back to the 60s, you know, there were so many anti-war songs. So, so many. And bands, they, you know, they had something to say about social relevance and war. And we just don't have enough of them. I'm glad to see one. Derek... The Cherry Truck Band, what do you think of this? Episode? Jesus, I don't know what you guys are talking about. The fucking Vietnam War pro. Listen, this is a rock <laughs> band. They're putting out a song. They're not the fucking saving the world. All right? Listen. Okay. Is everybody listening to me? I don't know if they're competing with Slipknot to see if they can find more members or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> but they got a good start on it. I think they're one short is all I know. Look. Honestly, I like the shifting tempo of the song. Um, they sounded like a 
they sound like they should have been kind of a heavy, you know, Blackstone. I didn't know they were, I didn't know they're a mega band or whatever, but they, to me, I was like, man, this sounds like it should be a rock band from like Memphis, kind of a Southern kind of a stomp kind of a thing. And I liked it. I did like it. And it pains me to say it because it's beefcake song. Um, (laughs) I like the singer a lot. He's cool. You know, he's a great singer. Um, I would say that I think they're a band that I could picture then like half of them wearing those skinny cowboy hats or something when they're playing. And, and I'm kind of upset that they had a video that didn't have lyrics or anything like that. I mean, for Christ's sake, we did a shatter glass uh, quarantine video interview with them and they actually had a video and it had lyrics on it. I mean, all we all we do is look at their video and we just stare at their faces, you know. And and Ron John from Shatterglass is a very attractive man, but he didn't do that. So I don't know why they just thought we just want to stare at their faces. They should have come out with a better video, but yeah, the song was pretty damn good. Well, the problem with Shatterglass is Ron John didn't want to promote the sexiness of J Rock. He's the guy that carries the band as a guitarist, but um, <laughs> Blackstone. This, this song, I guess, um, I I watched some European reaction video to this, and the, the gentleman says in there that they wrote this song to support the Boys and Girls Club of America or North America. So all the money proceeds from this song, as they jammed it, all the money goes there. So I guess they're not going to invest in a video for it. Oh, yeah. It, it takes a lot to invest a video for it. just throw the lyrics on there. Sure, it's really pricey. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know Derek hates charity songs. Look what he said about poor Tom DeLong's song. Oh, well, yeah. n- now yeah. we're into Derek's song. I'm an asshole. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'm usually I always pipe up and say, This is my favorite song of the week. Not this week. This is my least favorite song of the week. So, lay it out, Derek. Trivium, what dead men say. Well, unlike uh, you and Brad, who's sticking your little wheelhouse, you know, talking about, you know, whether it's CJ talking about his CW, uh, Fangirl <laughs> <laughs> putting putting out one song that oh my god it's so poppy and nice and you got you got beefcake and oh my god listen to these guys you know poppy punk band that sounds like they should be wearing <laughs> makeup oh my god I'm sorry I gotta take that medicine right now okay anyways <laughs> unlike the others at this podcast I'm not gonna name names. But I expand my knowledge, you know, and I, 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 I try to try to experience different things. Listen, these guys are great musicians. It's very intricate music. Uh, the, the time changes are pretty cool, and it's crazy. What I'll say about this band is, look, no. Is this the band that I'm going to – this is my favorite band in the world? No. But what I found about it was – it was interesting. It was new. It was something different I haven't listened to before. The guy has a great voice. Um, he blends a little Cookie Monster in, but just enough. He doesn't He doesn't make it obscene. And what I found kind of interesting about it, when I listened to it, 
it feels like I was always trying to catch up to the song because they just, they just, all of a sudden they would start going, they go really fast. I was like, Oh shit, there they go. So there you go. Trivium. What dead men say. Part of this song is I really like when it was over the super heavy groove on the breakdown. It the song goes into a breakdown and it just goes into a really nice guitar riff. That was my favorite part of the song. The drummer is just an absolute beast on this. Yeah, he's a beast. The, tri- the trivium drummer is a beast. Lyrically, I think it needs a lot of work. But what are you talking about? It's repetitive. It's so repetitive. I thought Brad would love it. Well, Brad probably will love it. (laughs) Actually, I think this is a song that Brad will actually like. Well, we'll see. Um, I didn't. I think you're done. You're done. My turn. (laughs) But I'll still give it. I'll still give it a solid. It's all right. Which means we had a good week. Brad, how'd Trivium hit you? Well, I'm surprised that you said that's something you never heard before. The singer sounds just like Corey Taylor, and it's got a little Slipknot vibe to it, I thought. Corey Taylor. Ooh. 13, 13 seconds into the song, anytime a band says go... You, they, something better take off. And that drummer, that double bass, I I mean, it sounded like a jet plane starting to, war, you know, the, the motor's turning on, that brrrr, just going. Um, the one thing I did not like about this song is I don't know what the hell. It sounded like a little laser gun going off. Pew, pew. You know, was that a pick slide? I don't know what the fuck it was. It was just driving me nuts. Um, but they say, wait for a sign of life. This song was full of life. There was tons of energy. Um, the tempo after the second chorus, you know, it kind of got into like a little teaser. It slowed down. It started to build up again at three minutes, 47 seconds. It did 
take off for about three seconds for a good guitar solo, and then it went back into the normal thing. So it was a good song, but I don't know what the heck that laser stuff was. That I I, that drove I, gotta, I gotta say this, Brad, real quick is, yeah, I didn't I didn't say that, but my probably my favorite part of the song was the go part. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well. I, I, I did that Pop Evil song a few weeks ago, and he did that yeah, in the song. And I said so I liked it. it if you and I said it, I liked it. <laughs> right, if you, <laughs> right. But if they don't bring it, when they say that, there's it, we got to right. rip on them. <laughs> so our next song is a band that has been on the Rock Roundtable before. I think week three or week four, I delivered this band. And Derek has them back which is not a bad thing because they made a killer album, man. And uh, sometimes when an album is pretty damn good, we got to go to the well for it more than once. The Hollywood Undead Heart of a Champion. Go, so, Derek. Go. Yeah. So listen, I mean, you know me, CJ. You know how I am. When bands come out and they put their single out, almost all the time I find a different song on the album. I like better. So yeah, I remember you brought the Hollywood undead and I wasn't exactly super kind to it, but the song I brought was called time bomb. I, yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't a super, super fan of it, but for this one, I don't know. It's something about the way they did the rapping. I thought it really grooved well with the song i thought it really went well with the tempo um i thought it just flowed really nice um it not like it was out of place i mean it really just went with the song so that's what i really kind of liked about it i thought that had really cool breakdowns and i don't know i i just i i liked it a lot i i thought it had a real nice kind of a angry attitude to it so yeah, I like it. I, I like this, though. So yeah, you can make fun of me, but I don't care. I liked it. Hollywood Undead, Heart of a Champion. Let's hear it. Brad, what do you think of this one from the undead? 
Well, you know, it sounded very typical of Hollywood Undead up until the 46-second mark in the pre-chorus. There was no synthesizer playing. It was just a drummer, the singer, and it was going. And right then, you could feel the energy of the song. Um, the underlying beat of the song never changed. But, um, so, you know, so that was all right, I guess, because that's, you know, it's what they're going to do. But that second chorus, they changed that son of a bitch up. And that was actually really cool. So I liked it from there. Yeah, they had a little, uh, I think it was probably a keyboard part that uh, just kind of repeats. It, it's really kind of the, uh, you know, the riff or the hook that goes carries through the whole song. But uh, I, I liked it. I found it kind of mesmerizing. I just liked the groove of it. You know, this was a song about, uh, really, he has a heart of a champion. He's going to go uh, do the payback hit on the motherfuckers who did him wrong. You know, so it's another uh, rap song from L.A. about uh, getting the youth of America to go forward and make bad decisions. Kind of like N.W.A. and Ice Cube and Ice-T. Glamorize that gangster lifestyle that's going to get you dead or in jail. But, damn it, I I love the Hollywood Undead. The the raps are cool. Uh, Their song is... They have a lot going on with the different vocalists and the different instruments, but all their songs are so well produced. They're just seamless. Their sound is always perfect, unlike this podcast. And, uh, man, I I dig the Hollywood Undead. I like them a lot. And they wear masks. And God knows we like bands that wear masks. And Derek really likes bands that wear masks this week because he's got another mask wearing band <laughs> mushroom head the heresy listen i never thought i would put a mushroom head song on here um i mean what mushroom heads they're from ohio right and they're big uh, it's a big uh rivalry with them in uh, slipknot i think because it's a mask rivalry but uh, in the past, I've been wrongfully accused of being so, sort of a misogynist against uh, female lead singers, but that's, that's <laughs> totally taken out of context. It's just because I don't like, you know, banshee screaming women that sing like uh, you stepped on a cat's tail. You know, that's, that's not so bad. But, you accused Bamboo Road of being a female earlier today. He's... He might yeah. be transgender. I don't know. I'm I'm very enlightened. Oh, oh boy. Oh so, boy. Hurry up and get this over. <laughs> yeah, red flag, red flag. All I'm gonna say about this is this. I started listening to it and it was amazing because the song got over and I go, holy shit, it's done. I'm gonna play it again. I just found it captivating. I found her voice mesmerizing. Um, and relaxing. I was, it was so mellow. I thought, you know, this isn't really heavy. This isn't something I'd normally bring, but I just really liked it. I mean, she was a super scary chick, and I kind of found it a little arousing when I watched the video. But no, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. I guess I'll say this. It had great production. Because I thought it was so smooth and it just, 
I don't, I found it honest, honestly, just kind of relaxing and mesmerizing. Honestly, I know I sound like an idiot, but that's what oh. I said. So go ahead. All right, Mushroom Head, the heresy. Making the short drive up to Detroit to open up shows, and I, and you know, this is circa 1999. You know, I haven't saw Mushroom Head in quite a while, but I don't remember them having a female in the band. I don't remember that at all. So maybe this might be a recent addition. I don't know. Someone have to let me know on that. But this was a fucking great metal duet because it's not just a female singer there's a male lead on there as we heard i made sure to let the song roll long enough that we got both uh singers in and uh you know this is another anti-war song man this is a song about not feeding the war machine because we always talk about peace and love and we want peace but we keep letting our government and our tax dollars pump up the fucking loot, plunder, and pillage war machine. President, congressman, doesn't matter. They keep getting their money and dropping bombs on somebody. I love uh, pillaging, though. Dude, dude, I I don't really like Mushroom Head that much. They were always just, okay, this is a damn good song, Derek. What do you think, Brad? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I, you know, I'm i like eight weeks out with music and I, I found a band that's got the same freaking song title, Hearsay. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm literally, I was like going, what the heck is this? And I started listening to it and I thought the singer, and I didn't realize Mushroom Head had a female singer in the band either. 
but I thought it was the lead singer from In This Moment. And I'm like looking for it going, is this a guest singer? Um, and it was, you know, I didn't see anything of it. I thought what was amazing about the song was the transition going into the second verse when the male singer started. Coming out of the chorus, that flow right there, that flip was so smooth. It was great. It was amazing. Um, you know, but I don't know if you guys picked it up, but there was a melodic Casio little keyboard playing underneath the, the main tracks of that whole entire song. Did you guys pick that up? I picked everything up. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard it. I, I I guess I can't really speak on it right now, but I, I just yeah, I just I just couldn't believe it. It was a little simple thing. You know, going back to Hollywood Undead, I said they had the same underlying beat. This song had that same underlying little thing. Well that but it was so overpowered by everything else, but it was always well, there. And it was still well, it blended everything. Listen, together. I'm not saying this is the best song in of the week or what or the world or whatever, but it just, to me, it just, it was, a. it seemed like, like the production was so good. There were so many different layers to it. So and I, like I said, I never thought I'd bring a mushroom head song here, but it just, to me, it just was like, man, you listen to it. And then all of a sudden it's over. And I'm like, Oh man, I want to listen to that again. And I just got him to just be all mellow. And I don't know. It's kind of cool. Right. Yeah, I thought new. Well, here's the go ahead, Brad. Uh, I was gonna say, here's the deal. I always avoided going to see Mushroom Head at the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan, when they come around. But I will tell you, I will go there and I will go on stage if they let me, and I will publicly apologize for not giving them a chance. They were pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that little pissing match they got in with Slipknot hurt them a little bit. You know, it was uh. Yeah, uh, I, I just think it was a, it was a, is a bad move. Unfortunate. Hundred pound gorilla on that, whether it be real or not real. But let, let's just uh, face it: neither one of them uh, invented the uh, theatrics in rock and roll. They can both mail a check to Alice Cooper for that bitch. Yep. <laughs> so now it brings me to my favorite song of the week, and this. This was the song I was looking for. I, I couldn't find a third one, and then I stumbled on this. And I have been playing the shit out of this album all week. It is so good. It is so good, guys. Don't stop at this song if you like it. If, well, if you don't like it, you're not going to like the album. If you do like it, there's 11 more of them, and they're all great. Catalano set this city on fire this is lead guitar rock a great great rock and roll singer that i am pretty damn sure is going to get the Derek seal of approval and uh catalano is an italian surname for somebody from catalonia but forget all that shit because these guys are from australia and it is the last name of their vocalist rocks catalano there's also a catalano band from chicago let's not confuse it with them but this is their second album there's no sophomore slump so you'll know you got the right catalano because it has got the 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 uh 
black triangle UFO that everyone talks about. That, that's called the TR-3B, an anti-gravity spacecraft. Tom DeLong says it's one of ours. He spent at least 15 minutes on Joe Rogan trying to ex- trying to tell Joe that it's our UFO and it bends time and and uh, and travels interdimensionally and uh, I, I think Tom was three steps out the studio and Joe's like that video's fucking fake but the black triangles are real this is a really good fucking rock album Catalano set the city on fire <laughs> Derek, Jesus Christ, I'm allowed to ramble too. Set the city on fire. What do you think? Well, I, I, I didn't say anything. I heard you. I heard it. No, I, I never said I, anything. I got new, I got new I headphones, bitch. I hear everything. Go. No, I didn't. Uh, I think you're hearing shit from your UFO. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't say a word. I've been silent listening to you ramble on about how great Catalano is. I just kept thinking about the. Catalina, what is the the Catalina wine tasting yeah, cup? Pet Brothers. <laughs> I I, heard, I swear I heard a little Jesus Christ under there. No, I, I no, know, no. I know. I, I was going a little Brad Bamboo Road. I know, I know, but get, get to it. Okay, like I wouldn't admit it. Like I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Cat- you Catalano. I mean, Except I know, I know you like this song, so. Uh, be careful. Um, I don't like the name. That's for sure. I think it's appropriate. But, I think it's. But they write it in a cool way. I think it's appropriate for these times. I like when they said "Mean Machine." I just thought of Guns and Roses. You know, just "Mean Machine" been drinking gasoline and um, gonna make my road motor, motor run. run. Yeah, yeah. I liked. Uh, I thought it sounded really cool. I thought the chorus was totally weak. Um, it sounded when they went in the chorus, that's where it sounded dated. Honestly, um, I really liked the verses. I thought they, they kicked ass. I thought the music rocked. I just didn't like the chorus. That's all. Um, I thought their time changes weren't very good. Okay, I thought they sucked. Um, they kept losing me. <laughs> but here's the bottom line. 
this band is a really good band, but they need to put in the work because this sounded like a half-assed song. This sounded like a song that was really kick-ass, and then they just half-assed it for like the, the choruses and stuff. That's the way I felt about it. I, I, I thought it was really good, and then it sucked. So I thought if they would have worked harder on the choruses and really getting it tight, it would have been fantastic. I like they are a really good band. They just need to tighten up that music. Well, I, what I will tell you is track through the r- other songs on their album. It doesn't matter. This one song you brought. I think you find some. I think you will find something you like. But obviously, the medication's kicking in, Brad. <laughs> go, go on. Oh my! <laughs> you guys complained about me with Bamboo Road. Actually, these guys have toured together, from what I have, what I read, because I was actually looking at bringing one of these, one of their songs, uh, a couple weeks from now. But I actually, CJ, I felt this was one of their weaker songs on their LP, their record. Um, it's got a great opening. I thought the singer's voice in the beginning was very weak, um, but I felt the bridges were pretty solid the transitions and where Derek said he didn't feel it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, they were, they replaced it with just like our buddy J rock. He fills in the bridges on the guitars. You know, that was a transition point. Wait, hold on. Um, Wait, hey, Brad, of, let, let, hold on, on a second. All right, all right. I want to ask you a question. So you say the bridges. So I'm not technical. I'm not all book smart like you about bridges and whatnot. <laughs> all I'm saying is when they went, into the chorus, the chorus got weak. So, well, that that's right. That could, you know, you maybe you maybe onset to something there. But I'm saying, going from the verse to the pre-chorus to the next verse, or you know, going from that, they were using bridges, using the guitarist in there, and he was throwing some hell of a great guitar licks. Okay, in there. so so when I um, say that, what I'm talking about is lyrically like the singer when he goes into the chorus and they start singing the chorus to me it weakened but who listens to i mean but at the underlying guitar the drums the bass i mean not everybody listens to just a singer i mean we don't listen to sebastian bach anymore because he's so a you so you so you um, thought the, so you so you <laughs> thought the so you thought the guitars and the drums were really cool in the chorus is that what you're saying Yes, I, that's what well, I'm saying. And I thought uh, coming out of the coming <laughs> coming out of the drum or the the guitar solo, the main guitar solo, that freaking drummer's double bass was amazing, and that was just as good as that other band that Derek brought tonight with the double bass coming out of that. That guy was just hitting them. I loved it. Well, this is what I tell you. Don't listen to Derek. This album's good. You're looking for a throwback album that is just blazing lead guitar and a great rock and roll singer that, that just uh, rocks like it's 1986. Catalino, man, check it out. DJ, so- I didn't listen. I said I like them. I th- they are awesome. I think they're really good. I just think they need to work on the chorus part. That's all I said. I, why, why am I being ostracized? 
because you're like Sebastian Bach, Court. Don't you ever, you don't you, don't you ever say that. You, don't you ever say that. <laughs> you just got to be heard. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of got to be heard, short sidebar. On the different rock and roll groups I follow on Facebook, every once in a while I see these posts where they'll take like a photo of like, like uh, they'll take a photo of Slayer and say, "Man, wasn't Metallica great?" Trying to like trick like posers into thinking it's the wrong band. Well, <laughs> well, today I saw one. It was uh, it was Phil M. Zamo, Eddie Vedder, and Chris Cornell, and they had the pictures of the uh, guys from Airheads. We just want to be heard. Oh God, I got oh, God. God, I got stuck in like an Airhead. Highlight seed rabbit hole. Oh, that oh that movie was so funny, man. <laughs> Back in the day. Oh, airheads. Anyway, last song and let's wrap this bitch up. So after I listened to the Catalino album about sixteen times this week, I've listened to another band about sixteen times last week. And that is one of Derek's bands from two weeks ago. The Bloody Oh, that's the one he took for me when I was drunk. Bloody Heels. Ignite the Sky. Another song off their album. They're from Italy. Uh we you know, we just introed them. I'm not gonna do it again, but here's a, another offering from the Bloody Heels. They're so good, man. It's such a strong album. Bloody Heels. Ignite the sky. think of this one Derek oh thank god you came to me for the first time ever so anyways I'm glad my influence knows no bounds and uh, has infected your brain these guys are so cool though honestly I mean on it they're just a fun band they have I can't say the word anthematic they have anthem like songs you know like big songs like they are so fun they're just a fun band i don't know how you can't like them they are and they have cool breakdowns and the guitar hey, solo the guitar hey, solo. hey d d d 
I'll be right back. You wrap up bloody heels. Yeah, I don't need you to. <laughs> I could, I could give a shit less if you're leaving because I'm just talking. Okay, Brad, you ready for this? Honestly, they <laughs> they have really cool breakdowns, and the guitar solo is just awesome. It's a great song. They the thing the thing about this band is they sound big. They sound like a big band. They sound like um. You know when you listen to when you listen to the Scorpions singing "Big City Nights," you know what I mean. That yep. is how these guys sound to me. Big city. I mean, just just a big sound, and like an anthem, like in a stadium. I think they're really cool. So, well, I hate to say this, but you know, in the rock genre, we be always looking for that next big band, and I think this is the band that's going to replace. Nickelback, um, because but they're going to bring the guys back, where the guys actually follow the band all the time. But is CJ back. back yet? Who cares? Who oh, cares? good. Is, but no, is it my turn to talk yet? Well, or Derek no? didn't throw or it to you. I, uh, I did. Well, we start. We started to, and I'm going to tell you, I wrote a few things about this band. And I am so freaking pissed because this, I wrote all, I wrote a two paragraph about this guy named Joe Bada Wah 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 That our host here, CJ, because he's on a power trip, yanks his song two days before the podcast starts. Okay. Okay, let me, going, let me tell you what I'm, happened with that. Uh, let me tell you what happened. Uh, so the first place that I go to find my new music for the week. Does anybody my... care about this? No, I, yeah, I don't think they do. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he's throwing his power around. I'm, I remember Derek wanted to change his song a couple weeks ago, and he wanted to play the our band the, uh, the guys that we found shattered glass and wanted to acknowledge them, and it never got allowed no, for some reason, right? But then this happens, and all of a sudden, oh, Bloody Heels is back in. But uh, you know, I can't bash Bloody Heels because they are an amazing band. Um, 25 seconds into the song, there was a freaking sweet guitar hook that just carried it, it was awesome. Um, you know, there was a it was a solid sound. It showed the vocal range of the singer, I felt. Um, you know, and it was great. But I could go on for hours about Joe. Hey, Brad. So. Oh, okay, well let me let me explain myself. Don't don't make me move. I need to make a comment right now. Brad, when you said that about when you yeah, said sir. that about CJ changing things, then of course you know, we're not going to do the podcast for three days and, you know, because he's got a, you know, a, a Kiancieta or one of those. Oh, you know, just make up something that sounds better. It's all about white privilege. That's all I'm going to say. It's about CJ's privilege. Yeah, CJ white privilege. <laughs> so the first place I go of the week to find new material is the release radar that Spotify sent Oh, he, Oh, he's going to explain it again? Oh, here I'm explaining it. Oh, as soon as oh. you brought it up. 
And they sent me a Joe Bonamassa song, and I'm a big fan of Joe. Well, I guess I'm not that big of a fan, but I like Joe. So I listened to the song. It was on the release radar, so I dropped it in to the Rock Roundtable playlist, and it wasn't new. They sent me an old song, so it had to go. It was uh, it was uh, Joe Bonamassa, Cradle Rock cool song but I had to get the boot because it was six years old and that's not what we do oh. so, so so sorry if you <laughs> spent a terrible amount of time prepping for Joe Bonamassa that was that was very that was very anticlimactic we can <laughs> and I, I'm I'm happy to do the guys from Shatter Glass anytime. Hell, in fact, those guys can come on the podcast. We'll do the whole Shatter Glass album. <laughs> Boom! There you go. <laughs> yeah. Ron John, he won't he won't talk to me, but uh, J Rock, him and I are pen pals. Oh, because you guys are both sexy. <laughs> that could be. Well, well, that that wraps up this episode of the Rock Roundtable podcast. I think this is our longest episode because we were some rambling men. Brad was a rambling man. I was a rambling man. <laughs> Derek couldn't let anything slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. You know, he wanted to be the gesture. He just got to be. He wanted to be heard. <laughs> yes, the gesture comment will be edited out, never to hear again. So, thanks for doing the podcast, guys. You know, we had a good week. The last week podcast is on about seven hundred plays. I'm pretty sure it's going to hit a thousand. It looks like the uh, YouTube version of it did a thousand in a day so that's that's super cool so uh you know whatever we're finally getting a little traction hey uh, i think uh, you know we should ask our listeners to actually you know send us some songs oh, they're all bots let us, let us bots don't send songs well, i know that <laughs> <laughs> so hey dan clark send me a song i'll and play it a very happy graduation to Matt Callis' daughter, Alexa. Why can't more girls be like Alexa Callis? And, uh, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. Good night, boys. Later. Rock on! Good night now. Thank you for listening to the Rock Roundtable Podcast. The best way to listen... To the podcast is on the Anchor app. Immediately following the podcast, the songs we reviewed this week will play in their entirety. If you are a Spotify Premium or Apple Music subscriber and you're logged on to those applications, favorite the podcast inside of the Anchor app and we can become Anchor friends. You can leave me audio messages to be played on next week's show and you could even be part of the podcast as a guest host. So this is your motherfucking invitation. 
If there is a new song that you want to hear us review on the show, email it to me. It Podcast at protonmail.com. And subscribe, review, rate five stars. It really helps out in the search results optimization so the show can be found and heard by more people. Thank you for listening.